Hi everyone. Thanks for stopping by our table of disappointment. <laughs> this is How They Got Away, the show where we discuss the unsatisfying endings to your favorite unsolved or unpunished true crime and corporate greed stories. I'm your host for today, Annalise, my co-host, Kelsey, and we have two guests for today, Stephanie and Anna. I am just happy to be here. <laughs> so Delighted to talk about a not so great story. Oh no. I do want to put in a warning. Um, I am going to talk about rape involving someone who is underaged. We're not going to go into the details about it. There aren't a lot of details about it out there, which I think is for the best, considering the person's age. Yeah. Um, I also want to put out that I got a lot of my case information from uh, a CBS article written by Aaron Donahue, and he did a great job of getting stuff together. Nice. So I guess we'll start. So in June 2018, in Watertown, which is in upstate New York, a school bus driver, Shane Pitch, invited one of the students that he drove on said school bus back to his house. Ew. Can you just... Oh, no. who, who took a bus? Who took the bus? Did you take the bus ever? I you did. took the bus. Oh, took God, bus. I took the bus. Can you imagine... A school bus or, like, a public bus? School bus. A school, school bus. bus. Yeah. Can you imagine your school bus driver being like, come back to my house? It's like, how old... Do we know how old? 26 is how old he is. How old is the hey, kid? The Do we know it all? Uh, like elementary school, yeah, yeah. middle school? So the girl is 14 years old. Oh my God. Can you imagine? A fresh, fresh Freshman baby. in high school. Maybe. If not like a, a late bloomer, eighth grader, just being like, just trying to live their goddamn lives. Oh my God. That's disgusting. I used to fall on a school bus. I would have just woken up in a new place. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I had nice bus drivers for the most part. Yeah. Why but like, like old crotchety? We had one guy who just... Was had a lot of life regrets about being a school bus driver. He really hated us, which is fair. We were a horrible bus as a whole. I was not. I was asleep for most of the time too. Okay, but well, like we're not gonna have model students. There's not gonna be like yeah. we are, we're, we're, we're gonna not gonna we're not gonna justify this bad. No, how horrible no, no, this no, no. Is. But like <laughs> even like I couldn't even imagine like the most crotchety bus driver saying anything inappropriate to me because that is inappropriate. I also have yeah. never had a very young. Buster. Like, this yeah, guy's just true. Them, this guy's 26. Yeah, most of them I are usually, I bet a lot of them are younger now because, you know, because of the pandemic, they're looking for a lot more custodians and bus drivers. Well, but this is, this is pre. You need a, like, you need a specific. You need a, like, this is pre-pandemic, though, but still. Oh, we're, get, we're getting off track. <laughs> right, right. Um, so he invited this girl back to his home. Gross. Once he, at his home. Oh, my God, she went with him? Girl! Stranger danger. Although she honestly, with him. he She's is the be- he has the, the power of your transportation. Yeah. And so once at his home, he served her alcohol. Yeah, that sounds like because. So I'm guessing I don't know the exact story, but I'm guessing part of the draw was the alcohol. Listen, Ugh. that's not good. That is not good. And I know like a lot of 14 year olds and like even maybe even younger, maybe even older are like really drawn to that. Like adults, the cool adults. We're like, oh, he does not look cool. He doesn't. But yes, no, but he's get like, him, wow. get him, get him. I'm putting get it out him. there. Wait, are we being? I'm putting it on. out there. This oh is the God. man. He looks like. In general, we he not. looks 16 though. Ah. Okay. In general, we do I'm not done. body shame. We don't body shame. However, exceptions are made. Of someone I used to. But know. no, he. <laughs> Anna has left. She the table. Left the table. She she got so bad. She. I just felt. And also, I'm getting my phone. <laughs> okay. Forgot my but phone yeah, like, but, oh. as an adult, I'm an adult, I promise you. But, like, 
cannot imagine it offering a 14-year-old alcohol. No. That, like, I don't care if Here's you don't wait till 21 to drink, but, like, I know inherently if an adult offers you alcohol and they're not your parents, don't, don't take it. He There's also problems. allegedly did this to two other girls, not the rape part offering alcohol, but that was never confirmed and he was never convicted for it. So it is allegedly, there is, did the school know about that though? Not that we, not that we know of so far. Okay, because I was like, okay. where did that But at some point that allegation came up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, while she was intoxicated, he did rape her. Oh my God. <sighs> and as I said, she was 14 at the time. It wasn't until September 5th of the same year um, that he was arrested for second degree rape, endangering the welfare of the child, and Mm -hmm. unlawful dealing of a child. So, I don't know why it took that long. Unlawful dealing of a child. Yeah. I think it is, um, you know, I actually don't know the exact definition. That's a good question. Yeah, I was like, also going to ask, what's, like, the degrees of rape? I do have that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, like I, I believe that the unlawful dealing of a child is partially due to the alcohol. Okay. But if Stephanie wants to look that up, I will get into the degrees of rape. Because okay. this is important to the case. That's fair. Yeah, because I'm like... <laughs> so there's three degrees. Mm-hmm. First degree rape is the worst. It involves forcible compulsion. And so... What's forcible compulsion? It is, could be threat with a deadly weapon, kidnapping, serious bodily harm, or burglary. I might argue that taking a minor places that their parents didn't agree to is kidnapping. Yeah. So I would argue that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it's considered a class A felony. And that means that anyone convicted of that could face life imprisonment. Second degree rape, which is what he was arrested for, mm. it also involves forcible compulsion, but it's to a lesser extent. Okay. So in this, the victim could be uh, mentally incapacitated. Drunk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or a minor, I, I guess. Meant yeah. There's a- Physically helpless. So if she was a younger girl, he is a bigger man. Okay. He could obviously overpower her. Mm-hmm. Or in a position where the person has authority over the victim. He okay. is in a position of authority over her as a student and a bus driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is also a class A felony. So he could also face life imprisonment for that. I gotta be honest though, when was the last time you heard anybody getting life in prison for rape? Which is I don't think I've ever heard someone get literally yeah. that is an unfortunate sign of our times that we just do not even though it's in our law, we just that's just not the reality. Welcome to our table of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm very disappointed, and we're gonna get deeper. Mama Mia. And so the last and less in the lesser degree mm-hmm. is third degree, and it involves clearly expressed lack of consent or a threat of harm to the victim's property, which is a weird phrasing. That is weird phrasing. Oh, but that mm-hmm. is a class C felony. We have a huge downgrade there which means it could lead to up to five years imprisonment. Um, so keep those in mind, because this is going to be important. Okay. Mm. Um, so I did look up the unlawful dealing of a child. Is this the right moment? For yeah. Mm. Okay, it's um, unlawfully dealing with a child involves subjecting a child to activity deemed inappropriate for a minor. So this Drinking can be alcohol. sexual activity, but can be illegal drugs and tattooing as well. Okay, okay. so that makes sense. And so there's harm to a child, and then there's this, which is like, oh, you're doing more things to a kid, but it's worse. And then I saw that that's where I also saw 
the note of the other two potential victims of that. Um, uh, oh. Uh, of, so he might have served alcohol to the other two other people, so they potentially were under that. And I, I, I would still call them a victim. Yeah. yeah. And, like, even if, even if they're, like, consensual to it, they're still underage and can't be making that decision for themselves. Yeah. I would call 14. Them of course they're going to say yes if an adult offers them alcohol. They don't understand the gravity of that decision. Yeah. Also, you're an authority figure. You're their bus driver. You take them places. They inherently trust you, at least to some degree. That's... Mm-hmm. But it's also a lesser charge, and I think when they, like, kind of tack something on like that, that's, like, a smaller charge that they kind of know they have the evidence for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if something else falls through, they know they can get them for that, so they at least get some jail time. And um, I kind of get that, but also, like, maybe, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm of two minds, because, like, you know, maybe you just do not have the evidence for the thing, like, we all kind of mm-hmm. know you did, but it's, and you still want them to get punished for it, but you're also like, but that's not the extent of what they did. Yeah, and I'm so mm-hmm. curious how this came out, because I could not find anything on how reporting went and how it led to the arrest. So, again, there was that gap of time, so I don't know if yeah. this. She was 14. How yeah. long ago was this? How 2018. Oh my god. It wasn't that long ago. Okay. She's probably not even out of well no, she's probably out of high school by now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's but been still. about four years. But there is that gap of time. And so I'm I'm wondering where the, the other two uh girls came out of with the drinking alcohol and how they got that and yeah. So mm-hmm. it's obvious that he has done the offering of alcohol before, which makes me curious whether he has I don't want to, like, speculate, but, like, potentially has he done this before? Was he waiting for the right person? Or was it... I don't understand the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Because that would also make me question whether or not he would be at a risk to... Re-offend. Re-offend. I mean, maybe she was the only one who got that inebriated. I don't know. Maybe. And so... Just felt like it, used to say. Mm -hmm. Moving on to uh, the actual, like court case and all that mm-hmm. um so on february 2019 uh Sh- sean uh pleaded guilty of third degree rape and so this deal was put forth by the prosecutors because shane was willing to plead guilty to the lesser degree mm-hmm. uh, to third degree so this would potentially spare the victim from having to testify twice once before the grand jury and then at the trial um and so the victim would have to face their abuser in front of, and that's a real um, catch twenty two. I plea like deals. I feel plea deals are real catch twenty two, especially because like in order to get justice for what actually happened to you, you essentially have to get violated all over again by having to face your abuser in the court of law and in front to of everybody. It to people, yeah. yeah, I feel like you should be able to like have the accused leave the room or. And just tell the jury and the judge, or even just tell the judge, because I feel like that's just not fair to expect from and victims of anybody. especially as a minor. Especially, she was like still 14, maybe 15 at this point. Can you imagine having to tell a room full of adults, like, what happened to you? That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. I feel like it would, I don't know how the New York justice system works and how their court system works, but I wonder if it would be allowable just to have the judge and the other, um, if the grand jury of that case or the jury of that case be in the room and then have everyone else leave besides, like, the team and everything. Like, I don't understand why a child would have to. Mm. Like, I get why you have to have the facts of the Facebook, but it's still, like, anyway. So, because he took that plea deal, 
uh, the judge was able to immediately go into sentencing. And so due to the guidelines um, set by similar rulings, the prosecutors didn't think that they would have enough to charge him for second degree. That's another reason why they went for third degree. So because of this plea deal negotiation, Judge um, McCluxley sentenced Shane to 10 years of sex offender probation and no jail time. Oh, my God. And if you remember earlier, he could have gotten up to five years imprisonment. Still he got enough. nothing. Oh so wait, is the sex still. offender probation, is that you're on the sex offenders list for 10 so, years? So he, so one, he was barred from working with children and Obviously. Uh, will be under monitoring for that. Um, he also, the judge also required Pitch to register as a level one sex offender, which is the lowest level, and pay the $1,000 needed to register as such. You need to pay? How many levels to are register there? as a sex offender? Welcome to the American capitalistic prison system. Man, what I, happens if you don't pay? I have no idea. I think you. That's, I think then you do jail time. Like I okay. think it's conditions to oh, stay out. That makes, uh, that makes sense. But like, what a way. Like honestly, like crime is legal if you're oh, rich. Yeah. Like in a, for a lot of cases, crime mm-hmm. is legal if you're rich. You can pay for a really good lawyer, and then you get off with. Like that's a problem with the justice system is that defense lawyers are no longer like making sure that you get a fair trial and that you're properly represented and that, like, the facts aren't misconstrued and you're actually getting tried for, like, what the crime was. It's not that anymore. It's a game of what is the smallest sentence I can get for this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If what's I can the, eat, if, what's the, yeah, or can I acquit them? Like, and I want to talk about them. this later, too, but also mm-hmm. the issue of similar, having to abide by similar rulings in like a case of precedent. rape when we haven't... In the past, we haven't dealt with rape as we do now. I yeah. think that's also a bit, but we can talk about that How many a bit later. How many levels are there to this offender thing? Because yeah. you mentioned level one. So, so there's or can it So there's this? three. And so I got this from the Division of Criminal Justice Service in New York State. Mm-hmm. Thank you, New York State. <laughs> wow. Well, not thank you for, no, thank for, you for, for this, this judge. Wait, never mind. Hold on. For this judge. Actually, yeah. no thanks. I read something. I think he's on the Supreme uh, Court what, what for New York state the judge oh my god he's making statewide decisions wait no yes yeah. oh my god yeah anyway Mama mia. so <laughs> the levels of uh sex offenders is based on the risk of reoffending as well as the severity of their original offense so level one offenders are at low risk and had minor offenses level two is you know moderate severity and moderate reoffending, and then level three is the highest risk of reoffending. They're considered a public <laughs> threat. They had committed the most serious of crimes, and so due to also because Shane was level one, that meant that his name and his address are not searchable. Oh on the local sex offender registry. So wait, no. so if the system that's in place uh, to monitor him, to just check in every now and again and make sure he's not working with kids, doesn't work, literally schools can just be like... I think it's also a little scary that his... I don't... There, he, there might be a restraining order against him and all that kind of stuff, but I'm curious. His victim can't look up where he lives. Honestly, that's horrifying. Can you imagine just not knowing where this person is at any given time? Like, there just could be anywhere. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? Like, he, he could be a bus driver again if, like, you know, enough. Because, honestly, like, there's been st- st- 
I'm the, the word is gone. I'm so upset the word is gone. There have been similar situations. Systemic situ- failings? Yes, systemic failings and situations where, like, schools haven't done their due diligence or they were unable to because the name wasn't on the list. And, like, really? We're going to leave it to the system to be able to just check in? Like, how often are they checking in on this guy? She could get on the bus one day and he could just be there. Or he could be on a public bus. Like, how, how do you live with that? How do you live with that? I don't think I could live in the same area living. anymore. Which I don't is, want to think about it's not, it. Like, I don't think he's level three. I don't think he's level no. three. Oh, yeah. But no. I feel like it. But the fact two. that it dealt with a minor, I feel like just simply because it is a minor. It's a minor, and also he specifically, I mean like all The minor use cases, of alcohol also. The use of alcohol. And there's like with minors, like obviously you're always use, utilizing your authority in that dynamic. But like particularly because he was her bus driver that yeah. in a position that she should like trust. I'm curious mm. to see... And I didn't get a chance to look this up thoroughly, but other cases at different levels and kind of what constitutes what level. Yeah. If you can make like a because just saying most severe or moderate, you know, it doesn't really it's really help vague. you visualize what that is. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the system. Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> anyway. So talking yeah, about all of these You are hilarious. <laughs> Humor as a coping mechanism. It's the it's the most we can do right now. Unfortunately. So mm. They interviewed a court spokesman in the CBS article to talk about this ruling. Mm -hmm. And so, one, third degree, it's a class E felony. That means that sentencing could be from anywhere of five years of probation up to four four years prison time, according to New York State and all that. Mm -hmm. So the judge had said part of his um, decision was based on the fact that Shane had no prior crimes on record and there was only one victim. If I murder one person... Wait. Do I get off of jail time? Because I've never done it before. But you said at the beginning that there were prior because there were like those two other people who. But were none of rapes. Allegedly. And they weren't rapes and they don't know. At yeah. least that we know. They There was potentially that he had offered alcohol or served alcohol to two other minors. But we don't know anything beyond that. And none of that was confirmed to be true. Gosh. So it wasn't entered into court. Unfortunately. I wonder where they go. Where it just infuriates me because, like, the one victim was a child. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, this is so I really think that he should have gotten jail time. Right. Any amount of jail time, honestly, I would have been Also, a and lot you know what makes with. me livid about that is that, like, the war on drugs, there was that whole thing. Sure, there was the three strikes rule, but even before that, like, you get, like, one or two minor offenses and then, boom, you're in jail for, like, 10 years. This is but strange. no, this guy can commit a serious crime yeah. against a minor. I feel like rape is one of the most horrific things because it's so personal. Mm -hmm. I think like murder, torture, rape, like all like that is the top. Those are up there. Yeah. Rape is above assault, definitely, because that's a different kind of assault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our system just does not take that seriously because it's mostly made by men. I'd like to keep men get raped. Yes, but not nearly as much as women. Well, at the and same they time, don't, they also talk up. They don't talk about. They it don't talk either. about it. And if they do, it's always years later. And people will be like, "Why did you talk about it then?" It's like because nobody would have listened. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, that, and that's and that's on patriarchy has failed us. And I think I'm that's disappointed. On, that's on both sides of the coins of like any victim, male, female, whatever. Like the fear of not being believed yes, or being right. judged for that too. Because people have these wild ideas of like who's responsible and like. The different things about consent, it just, 
Yeah, because yeah. okay. for women, they're always just like, oh, I wish you were this. This is not a book podcast, but I have read a book called What We Talk About When We Talk About Rape by this rape. The word was rape. I feel like I tripped mm. on that for a second, so I needed to repeat it. it, it it's a harsh word to get out. It yeah. is. Um, it's by this woman, and I'm going to butcher the name, but it is a genuine effort to say it um, based off of the memory in my brain <laughs> and not me looking it up. What have we got in here? What have we got rolling around in there? So, Hyla. <laughs> No, I need to look. I don't remember her last name. Okay, well, you she looks that up. But, but she yeah. is a victim of rape, and she is talking specifically um, in India. Um, she, like, right. wrote about this in college. It was part of her, like, thesis. Mm-hmm. And something she talks about is her experience being, like, gang raped in a mountain. And she oh, talks God. about, mm-hmm. in the book, like, how she has talked to other people who have been victims. And there's this part of her where she's, like, I could not survive what that person survived. But that person has the same thought. Like, I could not survive what she survived. And so it's, like, this interesting dichotomy of, like, explaining, like, what you think you can live through and, like, what, like, comparing trauma. Like, people being, like, is my trauma, like, equal or better than or worse than? Yeah, we have a real weird, like, system of competing competitive trauma. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I don't know how to say this country. And I, I feel like it's a bigger problem than that. We just do that. Like, oh, well, like, this happened to me and this happened to me. Oh, really? Well, like, that happened to me, but also this happened to me. And it's like, mm. I just got her last name. Sorry. Oh, good. <laughs> so, Hila Abdulali. Mm. And I think that also that idea of harshness is that some people might be like, my, what I went through wasn't bad enough to go through. To really be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's the two sides of that, definitely. Hope how they deal with their trauma exactly, too. Exactly, So yeah. it's like someone could be like, oh, I dealt with this, but it's not that bad. But someone else could have like a completely different yeah. response. And those are the people who talk about it. Like even while we're talking about rape, I still like have to like... Submit. A majority of people who get raped do not report you it. Talk, and like even as we're just saying the word, I have trouble, I have to like suppress the urge to like whisper the word because it's just so hush-hush about it. Like if you got into a fight and like somebody like like hit you in like a alleyway or like beat you up... Nobody would doubt that. Nobody would, like, whisper about that. But it's, like, a completely different level mm-hmm. of trauma that, like, we whisper about it. So you just, like, you can talk about if you got beat up somewhere. But, like, to talk about your rape is, like, already so much And there's so much difficult. And bringing it back to the victim, the victim's mother did say that her daughter, as a result of this, suffers from depression and anxiety. Of course she does. Yeah. Like, I wish she, your mom acknowledged it. was someone it, she though, trusted. Don't some parents? Some don't. parents yeah, because some parents will just be like, um, "My kids should know better," or something along those lines. Like they blame the kids sometimes. Yeah, I think like, especially in oof. this scenario where mm-hmm. she went to for a different reason to get alcohol and like I know, and I'm that, sure that like, that's is, a big thing for her is that she made a dumb teenage decision that a bunch of us made. Like, we all have all made dumb teen decisions, but most of the time, like you know, it, you get through it, like. Mm-hmm. There's a really good saying of angels guide the steps of fools, which is like you can do stupid shit, but for the most part you're okay. But then sometimes it's not, and it's, you just made a small, stupid, d- dumb decision. You should not like have to deal with something horrific as a result. It's probably one of those things that she like looks back on. It's like if I just didn't, like if I just didn't do this one thing, or if right? I just like, what if I wasn't at school that day? Gosh. Like then I'd be fine. And but, like put it, I know like. Whenever I do something wrong or something happens, like, I always think of, like, well, if I just do that, do this, or I just didn't do that. But it's not always my fault, but you make it your fault. You make it your fault. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, it could have it been another day. It could have been another person. I 
think it would have happened eventually with this person, though. Just in the situation that he was in. And he'd already, like, there's reports of him offering it to somebody else. I don't want to say it was only a matter of time because that makes it sound like inevitable, rape is inevitable. But, yeah. like, I don't know what the, if they brought, picked up anything. I don't, Obviously, they didn't. He had, didn't have a record or anything. But, like, maybe they should put you some, through, like, better stuff. Just because you haven't done something before doesn't mean you're not going to do anything ever. Yeah. Maybe you've just never been in a situation where you had the opportunity. Like, being responsible for a bus full of children. Yeah. And so, I do want to move us into the next segment. Right. There's more. No. There's- I would like to discuss how he got away with it. Right. Because mm-hmm. he got away, he has a slap, it got a slap on a wrist. Honestly. It really wasn't much. For what it is. And there was a lot of outrage from the public. And there was at one point a petition going around for the judge to essentially like repeal the sentencing and resentence him to a harsher punishment. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, looking at different statistics, I could find a vast majority of people who are convicted of rape do not see jail time. And so few people are even convicted of rape. Yeah. And so according to to these statistics compiled by uh, this... RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, Mm. out of a 1,000 cases of sexual assault, only 28 get a felony conviction, and 25 will be incarcerated. Oh, my God. This just makes me think of, like... Is that 0.25%? 2.5%? I can do math. Yeah. It's just horrifying. I think of all the outrage over, like, the Brock Turner, like, ruling, where it was, like, three months, and... He didn't even do the whole three months when he was convicted. God. And people were so mad. But it's like, he was one of the rare few that did do any jail time. Which is e- just even more horrifying is that, oh, God, that's just terrible. So this actually kind of swings me into another part that I have where I wanted to talk about different cases that kind of show an example of the Brock Turner case. It's not Bob Turner that I have, because I feel like a lot of people know that case. Um, yeah, which is fair. But I did, I do have a couple of other cases that I want to mention that kind of shows the failing of the system. Mm. And so my one example actually comes from New York. Um, it is this kid, <laughs> this looks guy. looks like a total asshole. He totally looks like... He looks like, unfortunately, this picture is him in a white shirt and a, he looks like, you know the I, Mormon guys that go like to the Mormon. Knock, okay, no, that is, I that is offensive to Mormons. Like ben I mean, oh, that's he looks guy. a little bit he like Ben Shapiro. He looks to me like, like a business major fuckboy. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Is doing oh you can tell it's not even like Daddy his physical. Yes. It's not even like his physical looks. It's the way he holds his face. Like the way he's holding his jaw. Like like I'm waiting for him to tell me about his family. I'm waiting for him to call me a slur. Yes. As a person of color. As a person of color. I can say that. On the other hand, again, we do not body shame. We are not body shaming. That's just how you do something horrific though, I am gonna make vibe. That is the vibe. Yeah. If you're not a good person on the inside, you're not a good person on the outside. Let me tell you, listeners, listeners, you are beautiful. And we appreciate. And so this did happen uh, a bit after, but it kind of shows how this continues to be an issue and how this has been. So Christopher Belter in 2019 in Lewiston, New York, he he pled guilty to rape in the third degree. And this is of the sexual abuse of four girls. Okay. No, you take that to trial. He was 17 (sighs) when he committed these crimes. 
Um, and these girls were 15 to 16 years old. He was 20 when he was sentenced, and he got nine months of probation and no jail time. Oh, my God. And he also had to register as a uh, sex offender. Um, upside, he was assigned as a level three. Good, because he should be. He had multiple he victims. clearly he did it multiple, yeah, multiple times. Victims. Yeah. He's going to do it again, and he'll be like, I'll do it. Here's future. what pisses me off, though, okay. is oh, that no. the judge, Judge Murphy, oh. who did his sentencing said that he prayed about the case and decided that jail time was, and I quote, not appropriate. I just loved Didn't when separation of church... case? Might have been the same Jude. I love when separation of church and state is a platitude and means nothing. My judge should not be... I, I don't care what you do in your spare time, but I... You do should not, not be praying your... about legal matters. You should be reading legal texts. Yeah, if you... Hmm. If you are trying to use your religion to certainly that was entered choice. into the record. Hello? That should not be entered into the record. You are a judge. I mean, wasn't that good that it's entered into the record so you know that this is complete BS? I mean, yes, but also so. like, why are you saying this in the courtroom, dude? This is not belong in the courtroom. You're a judge. You should know that. Because he's like, oh, I can get away with it because I have. I'm a, a judge. I am a man of power. So I can do this. <laughs> and but, so <sighs> the other case, so. Mm-hmm. I do want to cover this in the future, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. Michael Wysowlowski was okay. a 33-year-old man. Mm-hmm. He Gross. kept a 15-year-old girl in a dog cage no. and sexually oh. assaulted her for a year. Are we allowed to swear on the podcast? We've, we've I feel already, like we've already done it. We've already Have we already done it? I, honestly, I it slips in. But holy shit. And um, I've also already said something. Like, <laughs> I... I'm doing the murder one next, but, like, oh, my... Like, I just... When you have a moment when you realize people just do not see other people as people sometimes. You're like, holy shit. And unfortunately, there was a little bit of... It was allegedly... He was like, oh, I took her away from a home she didn't want to be in. She was running away. Like, I... I, It's not better. It's not not better. But it it has been used. It has been used to, like, twist the story a bit, which is horrible. But... Who's taken that as anything but bullshit? Apparently the judge. Oh my god! Because if he's also mentioned here, so I twelve people on a jury. I'm I want to get more into this uh, later. Whole thing, yeah. But he this happened around the same time, and so these two were like Shane and Michael were put in a lot of like articles together and talked about the same time. I'm gonna dig in more when I actually do this case about his sentencing and all that, but. Just to say, he pleaded guilty to first-degree child cruelty yeah. and interstate interference of custody. Yeah. He was sentenced to 10 years probation and eight months jail time. Here's the thing. The judge ruled that his time in jail waiting for the trial counted towards his jail time, and therefore he, he served no time. Wait, time. Is that allowed? Time served, served. is allowed. Wait. But I, it... Has other, have other cases done that? Yes. Listen. Oh, yes. I, it is unfortunately a thing that happens quite no. often is that your time served no in jail. No judges. Right. Judges hate uh, young women or... Like, honestly. Why judges just judges white men? Why do they These are all white women. men. I do want to say that these are all white men. I do think mm-hmm. that there was a part of the reason... Young white men. A part of the reason why I think they got away with this is that they are white men. I was trying to look up a good case to compare with a person of color who had done the perpetrating, but I couldn't find a good one that fit and felt right to talk about with this case. Mm. But I will say that there are multiple cases of men of color who commit rape who get, like, years in jail. And then Mm. we have, or years in prison. And then we get time served. 
I'm I don't like a lot of our culture around the prison system. Yeah, it's And it's, I don't want to be rooting for it. But I hope that in those 8 months of jail, I hope the other prisoners knew what he was in jail for. And I'm making direct eye contact with Anna for no reason. Okay. But I hope he got the shit beat out of him every goddamn day of those eight months. I, I oh, love Gotta that, make it that's count. That's my favorite thing about, like, um, what some prisoners will hear, like, oh, what are you in for? And then someone will be like, I'm in here because, like, I've done something to a child. And then I hear about, like, other, like, the other prisoners going, like, you are an absolute fucking bastard and they get their shippy for it like of course i don't condone violence but sometimes I, sometimes violence I love is that. okay i love that because that really does show you that even the worst people are like don't fuck with children yeah even, even like they're not even like murders and shit yeah, are like yeah, yeah. no <laughs> that's like, not okay i had a grudge against some dude who fucked my wife but you you, you. and so another thing that these all have in common is plea bargaining mm-hmm. these people take mm-hmm. the so they take the lesser sentence Obviously, because you're always going to want to take the lesser sentence right, on a lesser degree. Yeah. And so I have I have some issues with plea bargaining because there's sometimes where I feel like it's appropriate. Other times I don't. In this case, mm-hmm. I unfortunately think that plea bargaining really brings it down. The it jail time really brings down the degree. You see like the level of sex offender in some cases is quite low. And mm-hmm. so that I feel like even though we don't want to re-victimize these people, I feel like there needs to be a different system a different system so that they don't get re-victimized at least as much and also the da presented these deals so they like made this deal with the devil per se to like offer these deals to these men so they were like okay with these men getting a lesser charge they were okay with that i feel like we could do a whole episode on just plea bargaining and how that people really? get away with stuff because they don't want to waste little. the resources on a trial yeah and that's really all it is and it's i think like- it is embarrassing baby and so i think when we're looking to answer the question of how they got away with this we can look at the precedent set by other cases and so we see all these other cases around the same time and historically cases where people convicted of rape get very very little and i think it says something i think there has been in recent years more called to attention with rape but but there's still so much precedent for a long time rape was even considered that severe of a crime horrifying which is terrible and i think if we ever cover an older case um that'll come up yeah because mm. there's a whole history of people not being believed women having asked for it mm-hmm. like that's yeah and there has definitely been a start to a shift in how we think about rape and how we think about sexual assault and all that mm-hmm. and then also a shift against that shift and I, people didn't like the me too movement because it called out people who didn't want to be called out yeah and men felt very insecure they're like we can't work with women because what if these women accuse us and it's like if you haven't done anything like that to women you should be fine if you say something otherwise maybe that's not me if the shoot thinks, yeah. buddy and i'm gonna misquote this but it's this very very small percentage of people who lie about being mm-hmm. i think it was like maybe two percent or something so vast majority of the time. Yeah, because who's going to willingly put themselves through the shame of saying that they've it's, been raped? Because it, that's the society we live in, that it is such a shameful topic. I mean, or the victims. Like mm-hmm. One or two cases where there has been, I don't remember what this case was, but this was like a white woman going, this guy did something to me, and it was against someone who was a man of color. I think he was black, um, or something along those lines. And she was 
falsely accusing him. She got in trouble for it, luckily, but it's like some some women can just. Do it is it is possible, like, oh, and like, it really does. It less it lessens the. It is not women supporting women. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's not yeah. A girl that is boss. an unfortunate. It's not a girl boss moment. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it just we have this precedent now of lesser sentencing, and we have a history of it having lesser sentencing. So when you look at setting a new sentencing or doing a new ruling, you have every a whole case backlog. it gets harder. Yeah, every case because it gets you, harder. you can't. You have to have similar rulings. It's part of our government is that you have to go by similar rulings or else, you know, you don't want to overpunish or underpunish people for the same crime. The problem is with rape in particular is mm-hmm. that you have a history of it being not taken seriously and it not having severe sentencings. Right. I think it would have to go, there would have to be a case that would go to the Supreme Court at this point for any change oh. to happen. And honestly, with the people who are on the Supreme Court, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Plus, who, like, that means you have to put somebody through going through trial after trial in court system after court system to Mm -hmm. get to the Supreme Court and retelling their story over and over and over again. just That's completely dehumanizing. As if the original crime wasn't enough. Yeah, and so I think that we have the precedent of those cases. We have the race of these perpetrators being white. Being white men. Male. Straight white. (laughs) And then, unfortunately, the power of the plea bargain, I think, plays a role in this. And it kind of gives this message that Rape is not a serious crime, and you can get away with it with a slap on the wrist and just go right back out there. You should do what the Romans did, where they're just like, did you rape a woman? Well, we're going to get two rocks, all right? And then, dude, just put your gonad in the bottom one, and we're going to crush your nuts. We're just going to smash I didn't it. know that. I like that about the Romans. I think, I think it's the Romans that did that, or Greece, That sounds like the like, Spartans, but, like, that could be anybody. Some, somewhere in that area, they did, they did that. On a more serious note, I remember seeing this uh, study, and I do not remember, like... The uh, name of the study, but it was this, they ran over 200 rape kits, which, first of all, they had in backlog. They just hadn't been running for mm-hmm. a couple of years, which is horrifying that even if you do everything right and get your rape kit in, they might not run it for a while. And scary. based on just that sample size, they found that 96% of rapes went uncharged. Not even un, not what even the- un, like honestly, not even arrested and acquitted uncharged at all they didn't charge them at all and also 50 percent of those rapes were serial i wonder why that 50 percent of the them were re-offenses of previous dna provost maybe because the person realized hey i could just do this all the time i'm really curious what the re-offense rate is for rape sexual assault honestly i st- feel like we still need more data on that yeah i think it would be really hard to tell but i suspect it's quite high yeah mm. i think it's, it would be really hard because people don't report mm-hmm True. But I think it would be an interesting thing to find out. Because they able, don't run rape kits. They yeah. had over 200 just in storage. Yeah, I that think because we're able to estimate the number of rapes that go un, unreported, unreported yeah. I wonder if you can kind of in the same way estimate reoffense rate. But anyway, all this being said, I did want to kind of end us on a statistic, a very horrible statistic. Oh, thank you for this horrible ending <gasps> note. Again, <laughs> again by little, rain. A little more um, okay. So every 68 seconds, a oh, little okay. over a minute, someone mm-hmm. is sexually assaulted in the United States. Okay, hang on. I'm doing the math here. We've been talking for about 40 minutes. Oh. So that's 60 seconds to 2,400 seconds divided by 68, approximately 35 people. In the time that we've been talking. 
Just in the time that we've been talking. And, like, we think about that, like, that's not, like, a one-second rate. Like, those could last. Can you imagine how long those last? That's just minutes of sitting. It could be, for some people. Not sitting. Not sitting. But, you know. For some people, it could be hours of torment. Hours of torment. Thank you for that horrible ending oh. note, Annalise. Wow. We did some math, and now I hate everything. Yeah, what does oh. RAIN stand for again? Uh, it is Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Not sponsored. Go support them. They're doing good work. <laughs> and I just want to come back to the face of the man that started this episode. I don't want to body shame, but like when I see his face, I immediately think pig. He has these little earrings going on. Gross. Too. Who wears earrings to court? It's, well, I mean, you know, jewelry, live, whatever. Live your life, self-expression. Like... Just want to. Oh, he's get, got studs wanna, too. Look at the top. To, just to paint the picture, this man has kind of. Kind of, I would I would say like not like ginger but like slightly reddish brown. It Very is not dough boy. So strawberry face. Yeah. yeah, he he has a little. That bit, makes it sound so much prettier than he it has is. a little bit of a pudgy face and kind of droopy eyes, and he does have these earrings in. And you, it's hard to envision this person. Look him up if you can. But his face is so shiny. Just imagine looking at this man's face and Again, knowing that. Also, he has a goatee-ish kind of thing, like an overgrown <laughs> goatee, and I feel like that's important that you know that. Again, I don't condone violence, but... But! But sometimes I like to play pinata. And you know what? Like, not to change the end note, because I feel like that was a really good end note, but like, mm. I feel like that says something to the, where we're all at the point where, like, prison justice to get justice. We're all like, yeah! Vigilante in prison justice is the only way you get justice anymore. And that's even if they get in jail. And that concludes our time. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Annalise. I feel so disappointed. You're welcome. Thank you for stopping by the table of disappointment. Aren't you disappointed? I'm very disappointed. Disappointment, God, I am. Full. Are you full of disappointment and oh, sure full am. of anger and rage for our justice system? Oh my God, free anger and rage. I'm <gasps> so blessed. Oh my gosh. No, my thing will just keep you up at night. It is. Mama, You've been sitting with that look since I did the math for you. Stunned. Honestly, it's, it's stunning. What scares me is that how many of those cases could just be unreported. Exactly. Because it's like... And uncharged. No for that. Even if they do report and do yeah. everything right, completely uncharged. Yeah. Not even really pursued. It's horrible. But I think we should probably end it there. Yep. You can stand up from your seat and leave the table. Cool. And go on the rest of your <laughs> night. Anna has left. She goes back to pacing. <laughs> Good night, everyone.
I want you all to know, we went to end this episode. Anna went into the other room, closed the door, and screamed. And I think that's the note we're going to end on. So My neighbors across the wall from that room. So have a so good I'm night. Like, what? We're going to run away. We're going to leave. We're going we're to gonna leave this table and hopefully be happier with our lives, but traumatized. Traumatized. Good night. I'm a little educated. 35 people in this. More now. More now. We got to go. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> Bye.